Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good. Um, we are now, it is very early Sunday, July 31st, last day of July. Um, and that means that um, Monday will be August 1st, and that will be the month that I move back into college. So a lot um, to happen within the next month for sure. But very excited um, indeed as we have mo- a lot of news today. You know, yesterday, I don't want to say we were searching for topics because we never are, but there just wasn't, other than the Luis Castillo trade, there wasn't really a good second or third uh, thing for us, you know, at least big thing for us to talk about. But today we have we have quite a bit. So let's let's get right into it, huh? Yep. Where are we starting? Let's start with probably the biggest name that got traded today, and that is David Peralta getting shipped from the Arizona Diamondbacks to the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, this is a guy, David Peralta, with a really really cool. MLB story. LJ, do you know his story on how he got um, into that? Why, why don't you just go ahead and sure. Yeah. He um, was cut by the St. Louis Cardinals. I believe like one of their minor league teams was, was cut. 
ended up working at McDonald's for a while. Um, moved to independent ball, got signed by Arizona, was in the MLB a year later after getting signed out of independent ball. Silver Slugger, Gold Glove Award, and a career 112 OPS+. Plus. He is, without question, the greatest independent play independent league player in MLB history um that's been signed by um a team and it's it's quite amazing and I think the Rays are getting themselves um a fantastic player here who really does um hit right-handed pitching extremely well he's not great against lefties especially this year but over his career you're talking really nice slash line against right-handed pitching Yeah, this is a great move. Again, it makes sense for Arizona. This is a team, yes, they've got good things going on this group, but they're far from contenders. They see that. And you can't justify spending the money that it'll take to keep David Peralta in Arizona on this new on a new deal. So, you know, this is this is the next best thing for you guys. And yeah, all all well to them. They got Christian Serta, um, someone who LJ and I are older than. So if you feel young, LJ, someone younger than us just got traded for a 35 year old. So, yeah, this kid, um, we can call it, we can call him kid at least. Oh um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Will hopefully, I mean, pan out, you know, you really got to hope for that when you get, when you have an award winner that is, um, the return for your your piece here. I'm just trying to pull up if he's got anything scouting. Brandon, they don't have any scouting on this guy even. Um, slash line of 315, 464, 519 in the international complex this year, which doesn't tell us much. But I have a few additional bit. stats that, yeah. that I that I saw in an article. Um he has thrown out 30 of 79 runners who have attempted to steal against him. That's 38% caught stealing rate. Very, very good. Um, and yeah, let me pull up the. So he was actually picked in 2020. He was, he was on the roster in 2020, but since there was no um, minor league season, of course, this is only his second full pro season, but he was 17. Um, when he was signed by the Rays, and um, yeah, you know, it it makes sense that they didn't that they didn't have to give up much because David Peralta is a rental, right? Yeah, he's his contract expired. Yep, his contract's this up this year. Plus, like, what am I thinking? The Rays are really going to take money on? Come on now, um, almost almost got past me there. I can't believe I almost let myself think that. Um, but. Yeah, you know, David Peralta, really solid, really fills a need for the Rays who, I mean, Roman Quinn and Brett Phillips are are their next two outfielders up. Um, If you take David Peralta off this team, like for who would fill that left field spot? And let me tell you, Roman Quinn and Brett Phillips are probably two of the worst hitters in the MLB so far this season. I mean, yeah. Brett Phillips at least does bring his bring value in other places like you wouldn't hate to see him pitching yeah 
pitching. Yeah. No, you you wouldn't hate to see him play in the field. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> yes, of course. But anyway, I think that the more interesting conversation starter here, and it's not just about depth. Is it a little peculiar that this trade happens within hours after Josh Lowe gets hit in the face with a fly ball? Um, I know these things take longer to go to be put together, but it's just the optics of that are unideal as I genuinely, you know, looking at next year, I don't think he's on this roster. LJ, if you want to talk optics, oh yeah. And there's, and by the way, there's no chance that he's uh, on this team next year. They're not going to sign a 36 year old or excuse me, 35 year old free agent. No, no, um, no. I, I mean, Josh Lowe. Oh, Josh Lowe. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I oh. genuinely, I genuinely think that the performance this year, you know, he's, he's shown good flashes, but this guy does need more time. If it weren't for the injury, the amount of injuries they've had this year, he wouldn't be up right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's when I said, like, you want to talk optics. I think they make this trade because you're down Kevin Kiermeyer for the season. Uh, Manny Margot sprained that sprained his knee um, back in late June, gets put on the 60 day IL. And then one of the biggest losses was Harold Ramirez. Just like two weeks ago, he breaks his thumb and now you're down three outfielders. Um, not to mention all the pitchers you're down. I mean, they're down. <laughs> when you look at their pitching injured list, it's literally a full pitching staff, LJ. This is ridiculous. It's a full starting five and like six bullpen guys. It's insane. But they find a way. They find a way, the Rays. No, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, like the move um, and – Definitely a raise move there to go and get David Peralta. But now, um, you know, well, LJ, actually, now that I think about it, do you think the Rays were also in on Benintendi? They had to have been, right? Because um, that's another left-handed bat. Because that's clearly what they wanted was a lefty um, and bat. I feel like they're pretty similar players. Might have been more out of out of their price range on a rental. Because yeah. Yeah. Are you are you looking at this as a as a Yankees fan? Are you looking at this with the assumption that they're definitely not bringing him back next year? Yeah. Because they're. Are. Why? Out of curiosity. Because the Rays don't spend money in free agency. I'm talking about the Yankees. I'm talking about Andrew. Bennett. Oh, the Yankees. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um. I, you know, I don't know. Um, we clearly are going to need someone to fill Joey Gallo's spot as he's a free agent as well. Um, you know, it all depends what Andrew Benintendi, what him and his agent are able to negotiate. Is, is he a Scott Boris client? Um... I want to say he's, he's represented by Scott Boris. No, Excel Sports Excel. Management. Okay, still a very good um, agency. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that it would make sense because we do need a left-handed bat. I mean, other than him, it's Anthony Rizzo and then Aaron Hicks, who's a switch hitter. And yeah. Matt Carpenter as well, but Matt Carpenter is also going to be a free agent after this year. So, no, so it's, a my, good, it's a good question. Yeah, my point here is 
that if the Yankees are making this deal with the mindset that as long as things don't go terribly wrong with this rental deal, they want to bring him back and make him like this, this guy here, you aren't going to find many better left fielders out in the free agent market. You're not going to be able to go replace him better with somebody else that's out in that pool. You'd have to make another trade or wait on, wait on one of your prospects to be able to come up. So obviously he, you want him in this lineup long, a, a few more years, you're going to pay. You're going to pay like you have, but kind of like halfway. It's like, guess where I'm trying to get to. I'm not really explaining this well, but like, you're not going to pay like this guy has three years left on his contract, but you're not going to pay like you're only keeping him for two months. There's a middle ground that. there yep. they, where you're willing to pay if, and that's where I think they did end up paying, if you kind of want to keep him around. That's the market that Andrew Penintendi was always going to have. At 27 years old, another team, whoever brings him in is going to ideally want to have him a couple more years. That increases his value. Whereas with Peralta, that's not a guy somebody's going to going to be eager to lock up. That drives his price down. So wrapping this back to could the Rays have been in on Ben Intendi? I don't think so. Just because his both style of play and playing situation and his age indicate a very different market value. LJ, you, uh, I, I think you'll be pleased to know that um, I went and looked at our position rankings that we did prior to the season. Um, oh. We didn't have, between the two of us, Andrew Benintendi nor David Peralta in our top 10 left fielders. Um, I had Benintendi th- 13, I looked at my master list, or excuse me, 14, and David Peralta, 12. Um, yeah, I mean, I had A.J. Pollock, 4. That was that was probably a All bit... Right. That's, that's not entirely your fault. I was pretty adamant on the fact that the A.J. Pollock um, departure from Los Angeles was going to mean good things. Well, I think we did the list before he got traded. I want to say, I think, I because I have Eloy Jimenez. The lockout. Because I have Eloy. No, 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 no. He did not get traded before the lockout. Um, I have Eloy Jimenez eighth on my list. So, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It was just it was just something funny uh, that I saw. Um, yeah, that hap- Again, that happens. Let's let's talk about the, our unanimous number one. Tyler O'Neill. Or number two. Who was number two? Well, I had Joey Gallo too. I could he was tied that. for second with Randy or Rosarena and Jesse Winker four. Just yeah. three Look, out of the top. Left field is the weirdest position in baseball. Let's well, yeah. Let's let's like, there 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 are no good options because all of the good options in left field get put in center and right yep and that's why the same like everyone comes up in the minors as a shortstop Mm -hmm. um and then you get moved to third base or second base um and everyone comes up as a center fielder 
And then if you're good, you stay in center. If you're not, you're now a left fielder. Um, but let's keep talking trades. The Cubs and Dodgers, um, what, I guess, start the reliever market um, for the next few days? Kind of set a little bit of a baseline. The Dodgers trade for Chris Martin from the Chicago Cubs in exchange for Zach McKinstry, who has actually got um, he got quite a bit of playing time last year in the majors with the Dodgers. Not as much this year, just because they really don't have a spot for him now that Gavin Lux is healthy. Um, but yeah, Chris Martin from the Cubs, he's 36, free agent after this year. And he's appeared in, I think I saw it was like 34 games. It's a 4.31 ERA. But um, LJ, if you remember that one stat that I was talking about, that S-I-E-R-A, skill yep. interactive earned run average, um, it, it tries to put everything on a baseline, uh, make sure every pitcher starting on an equal playing field. So your defense, um, your ballpark, uh, I think even like some stat cast stuff is now involved. Um, but that's a 2.09. So over a two run difference between his normal ERA and his SI ERA. And you see that a lot with relief pitchers. Um, and he's kind of uncharacteristic uncharacteristically been a little bit like home run prone you look at um like his years past where where his home run percentage is and it, it is a little higher but um this strikeout to walk ratio is incredible he's only walked four four out of the 133 batters he's faced he's going to the dodgers who do a tremendous job developing pitching um and just you know, making the best out of what they have and just another arm to slot into the Dodgers bullpen um, makes total sense to me. And they really didn't have to give up much for it. And I'm just must be a guy that Dodgers really like. That's what these trades end up coming down to is the front office really likes a guy. They know they don't have to give up much for him. So they just do it. Yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity. And then also shout out to the Cubs. This is now the second year in a row, right? Yeah. Second year in a row where they've been able to make major moves because they've gone out and find, found those quiet guys. You know, mm. they're going the last year they were able to deal out three relievers, two of which were really not that big a deal before that year in in Ryan Tapera and Andrew Chafin. Both of course like household names now but they kind of were made in the 2021 season and then of course Craig Kimbrell now all of a sudden you have the resurrection of Dave of um excuse me David Robertson and you get guys like Chris Martin who are able to ship out for a, a solid price I mean this is the first time I can remember the Cubs in recent memory actually going out and acquiring seeking a major league ready player or major league capable player um who did they get from the White Sox, though, for Kimbrell? Was it Nick Madrigal or? Yeah, but he's been hurt for so much that I can't count that. I was really okay. hoping you'd call me out on Marcus Stroman, but. Um... Well, yeah, that was uh, calling. 
Oh boy, I'm about to Are flame. Are we calling Marcus. him majorly capable? I'm about to flame Marcus Stroman here, but uh, yeah, he's he's actually been not that bad. This he's been he's been all right, so I can't I can't um be mad. I mean, he is the ace of that rotation, if you want to call it a rotation. Are we really calling him the ace? Are are we calling it a rotation? Is what I want to know. I just don't like seeing that much respect disrespect put on my boy Justin Steele's name. Hey, yeah, Justin Steele's been good. Really good um, season for him. And Drew Smiley, just year after year, how is he only 33? Um, well, he, he just puts in work. Well, you see, 34 years ago, his parents loved each other very much, and they made him. Okay. Um, and then, then all of a sudden, time passes, and now he's 33. And LJ, you are right about Nick Madrigal. He has been hurt since June 10th. Yeah, so they didn't seek out a um, major league ready player. They sought out an IL player. So that being said, Nick Madrigal is still one of the best young second basemen in the game. No one can tell me otherwise. One of the best contact, better contact infielders in the game is probably his ceiling. Yeah. Um, I'll put well, let's stick in with the NL West as we have an interesting move by the Rockies to say the least. Um, they have extended their closer, Daniel Bard. Um, you know, I guess it's not that shocking to me because they 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 were never really shopping him they wanted to um keep him beyond this season and now they've succeeded doing that um but lj doesn't daniel bard just seem like the prime reliever trade candidate um him and david robertson yes why no, just just because it's it's interesting um yeah i mean it's definitely a blow to the market hundred percent. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, this works really well for both teams because oh yeah, how how often do we see these teams that keep throwing a ton of really good good relievers onto their squad, hoping one of them will be able to close for them? Like, I feel like you need to solve the closer situation before you can solve the rest of the bullpen, and if you already have that solution, there's no reason to get rid of it. On the flip side, Daniel Bard knows all too well that things can go downhill very, very quickly for a lot of different guys. And he, he's no different. Like there's, there's no difference between him and any other reliever who gets traded, gets put into a new environment and situation. A lot of times they suffer. And when you suffer, your money suffers. So even if this isn't the max thing, like if this isn't what you're projected in the open market that you're getting from Colorado, as long as it's marginally close, I personally would take it. Like if I were, if I were stepping into Daniel Barr's shoes, if I was a 37 year old closer, I take, I take good money from Colorado, a place I know and am comfortable instead of great money from somewhere else. LJ, what if I told you that, um, well, actually, first I should say, 
two years, $19 million is what the number is. on the extension. Yeah, very good money. And the Rockies are certainly going to be shelling it out next year. They will be at a franchise record payroll without having made a single move in the offseason. Um, a big part of that – sorry? You're forgetting a pretty big move in the offseason. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Which is a certain left field, right field, third shortstop, first baseman. Yeah, Chris Bryant. Yeah. No, I'm talking about this off. Like, oh, oh, you mean before they move moves? Okay, I'm sorry. Heading, yeah, heading into next season, their 2023 payroll is their biggest in franchise history, and they ha- they won't like, and they haven't made a move for to yeah. To add guys to that team and the biggest part of it is 21 million dollars that they're paying to the cardinals for nolan arenado's contract yeah that's embarrassing because again you look at it and you wonder where that money is and to have it be in the spot where you thought you were supposed to theoretically be getting an out like you did this to dump partially to dump that salary you only were able to dump part of it you may you set up this contract so that you hopefully could dump him and dump that salary a few years into it and now you've ended up with neither as you try to build out of it and build upwards you go out and you're spending money on a guy like chris bryant you basically you have what would it be three big contracts on this team right now you have two two big contracts on this team and or sorry three big contracts on this team and only two guys to show for it well isn't that colorado for you and how about giving charlie blackman this 10 million dollar player option for next year which he is a million percent going to take because there's no one in their right mind other than the Rockies that would give Charlie Blackman that money for next year. And he's out of nowhere actually been really solid. But LJ, does that excuse the, uh, the 2020 and 2021? Um, doesn't matter in my eyes because, well, first off, if he turned a corner, that would be very nice. He's also one of the worst fielders, if not the worst fielder in the league, year after year. Tremendous negative defensive value, negative 90 for his whole career. Either way, if he if he's turned a corner offensively, that's great for him. If he hasn't, I still think that the deal he was given was fair for what the impact he had on th- that team. No, yeah, no, absolutely. So he was. I, a- I wouldn't, if I were Colorado, I don't regret a cent paid on this because he he earned it. You you owed him that much, 
and this is just kind of having what you have to do living with it. So I don't think there's anyone who necessarily regrets making that that deal. The thing you regret is this Nolan Arenado deal, which you know you tried to sneakily make yourself in a good position with, and then completely blew it up with just you got way way too cute with it just way too cute with it just just extend your hall of fame third baseman like why why even give him the chance to opt out if he wants to play at that point for you because they just want to make it look like that it's arenado's fault when it's like what did this dude ever do wrong no they were just yeah, again, so yeah, for basically to make the explanation for people who don't don't know that whole situation, effectively the way Colorado set up this deal was intentionally to make it so Arenado's contract would be grossly undervalued by the time his player option came up. He would then want to decline the option, become a free agent. And then all of a sudden, whoops, we weren't able to put together an, a good enough offer to keep him. He just wants all this money. He's money hungry. And then all of a sudden it's an Arenado problem, not a Rockies problem. Is that a good is that a good assessment of the or summary of the whole situation? Yeah. Um, and it's actually crazy because he has another opt-out. Oh well, sorry, the opt-out is is after this season. Um and then that's why they end up trading him anyways. Um, but yeah, it goes downhill um, quite a bit. So it's 35 mil in 2023 and 2024, 32 mil in 2025, 27 mil in 2026, and 15 million in 2027. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like LJ, LJ, uh, put it perfectly. It's a, that's exactly what the Rockies did, and then they were just like, "Oh, let's just trade him," and also have to pay portion, a big portion of his contract. Still, how how do you you you're trading a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, for how? for nothing in return? Also, like yeah, well, let's not let's not get there because we already had like two podcasts to rant about that. Yeah, I know, but it's been a while. Because it still boggles my mind because you have the Hall of Fame third baseman. You could have gotten you could have gotten him to any team if you gave them the right offer. You could have there are how many teams in the league that wouldn't take Nolan Arenado? San Diego, Cleveland, maybe oh, you want to talk Boston. Yeah, probably Boston. Um do we want to just set it at five teams? So um, one, one mystery team we can't think of, but I think that's about the. Oh, Houston. Houston won't take him. Bregman. Two years ago, correct. Now. Maybe. Yeah, they would. But yeah, so let's set it at five. There are five teams. There are 24 teams that you can trade this guy to, and they would be very willing to have him there if it was a cheap enough package. There's a way to make that deal work with such a marketable player, with such a good player, that you don't have to pay anything if the money is an issue for you. If the money is part of why you're doing this, you should get get all of it off the books. You know, 
if you're not, especially like if you get the return that they got, which wasn't good, how do you manage that? You're, you're, you're just so right. There's just nothing else to say. Um, well, it's probably good that there's nothing else to say, seeing we've gone an hour on three players and we're hoping to get to five or really like 10, but five topics. Let's move on. An hour. We've gone a half an hour. Not even. I forgot we didn't start at quarter off. Never mind. Either <laughs> yeah. way. Let's no, exactly. Um perfect. Yeah. We don't want the audience though. We don't want to strike them for the audience. So let's 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 just keep it rolling. I'm all for that tonight. Um, or, or we can spend 10 minutes arguing how long we've been on. I'm good. <laughs> uh, it's actually been 32 minutes. Uh well, LJ. Jacob DeGrom is coming back. He will be returning on Tuesday is when they said he's going to get activated, August 1st. Is that right? Yes, Tuesday will be his start. Must watch TV. Or, sorry, Tuesday, August 2nd. I, I, I literally talked about the calendar at the start of the episode. Um, yeah, must watch TV at the Nationals. LJ, wouldn't it be something if the Mets trade for Juan Soto on the day that the that Jacob Degrom returns and they play the Nationals on trade deadline day? It only it sets up too too perfectly. It sets up way too perfectly. So it's gonna happen. We just almost do perfectly. Again, who knows at this point? Because who knows really what's even going on with this San Diego deal? Because last I checked. It sounded like they upped the offer after they got after Soto declined their last contract. Well, LJ, do you want five prospects from San Diego right now? You you want to know what um this is sounding like to me? Last summer, um, the Padres were very close to trading for some players or a player from the Washington Nationals. And then out of nowhere for him to play. And then out of nowhere, the Los Angeles Dodgers swept in and got him. LJ, there absolutely is a place for him to play because Jake Lamb has been starting at DH for the Dodgers. That's Give me one is in left field. If we haven't if we haven't heard anything on this show, we've heard me crapping on Gavin Lux for no reason. I mean, they got James Outman on their roster, LJ. Trace Thompson, you're telling me they don't need a, a freaking outfielder? On the, on that note, how do you manage to make it to the major leagues when your name is literally Outman? Like, that just screams unproductive. <laughs> how about... <laughs> what about Selman? Like, S-E-L-L? Like, oh, he sold the game for us. Absolutely. So there's a guy in, um, for, so I work for a uh, college baseball summer league. There's a guy on one of the teams called Max Hitman. Does he get hits, man? He gets hits, man. Nice. Not, not like the most hits, but he gets some hits, man. Um, but yeah, Jacob DeGrom, that's what we were talking about. Very yeah, nice. Very, very excited. Very excited. It's must watch TV. Um, you know, LJ, now that I'm thinking... I'm a little worried about it being must-watch TV already because, I mean, I know he will take he'll take the pressure just fine. 
but everyone's going to be so disappointed if he's just average the first time out. Like he could end up with a sub two ERA for the season and no one will really care because he was not must watch the first time. The first game out is the fear in my eyes. When do we start talking about his chances for Cy Young this year? Because last year we were still willing to give it to him as of like August 1st. So now it's just the inverse of, of last year when it comes to that. If he has, okay, if he throws 10 perfect games to end the season, Why do, does that? Do, you, right. do, you, do you give him the Cy Young? I mean, yes. Are we 100% sure that's like the gold standard? Like I feel like you could definitely do less and have this work out. In only 10 starts, though. Over what Alcantara's done for the whole year. Like, you got to no, 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 do but, what Sandy Alcantara's done in the whole year in 10 games. So are you saying, all right, maybe you do need 10 perfect games to control your own destiny. But why are we talking about this guy controlling his own destiny? The, the much more realistic answer is um, Sandy Alcantara gets hurt or has a really bad stretch and then gets hurt. And then the Padres are playing the Brewers. It's Joe Musgrove versus Corbin Burns. And then a meteor meteor hits the stadium. And they're just wiped off like the entirety of existence. All of a sudden, Jacob deGrom becomes a lot more palatable in this conversation. Like crazier things have happened. We had a 10 cent beer night in Major League Baseball. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah disco demolition night um was also fantastic shout out cleveland indians as they they were called then i'm allowed to say it. that was their name then um just a legendary franchise jacobs field <laughs> great times there go and look that up if you never heard about 10 cent beer night or disco demolition night um, that the Cleveland Indians had, uh, please. I'm genu- genuinely from those stories, you'll know once you've heard them. I'm surprised they've been allowed to have a franchise for so long. The city. In any sport. Oh, I'm sorry. Disco Demolition Night was... Yeah, wasn't that Chicago? Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Still, no, I think Tencent Beer Night's enough to take away a franchise. At least for me it is. But yeah, so it it'll it'll be exciting. I'm just I'm trying not to get my hopes too high for the beginning of Jacob DeGrom's farewell tour. All right. Well, last topic of the night. The San Francisco Giants said that they're open to dealing what all pitchers except Logan Webb or all, all players, players. All players except for Logan Webb. I mean, it makes sense. They don't have really any hitters of value. Um, sorry, but they're all either old or, I mean, okay. I guess Joey Bart is probably their most valuable player at this point um, or hitter. Is that wrong? Are you really calling him that valuable? Also, is Mikey Yaz that valuable? He's, Mikey Yaz. He's, he's 32 and he's not, he's hitting on. Well, where do we want to start? First off, Wilmer Flores does have 15 home runs. Yes, but he's all he's 31. Like, how valuable is Wilmer Flores? I feel like 
It doesn't matter how valuable they are. They're warm bodies that provide value, some form of value to another team. If you can get a prospect for them, you're probably better off than yeah, you no. are letting this roster continue to age. Oh, yeah. No, like I said, I like I was talking about uh, yesterday, I think Farhan Zahadi is one of the best GMs in the league, and he realizes that he can he can make a few moves here, get a few prospects, and it's an overall win um, for him. So I don't blame the Giants for going with this stance. However, it's just hilarious that LJ was literally talking about this yesterday. Yeah, I mean, again, to the biggest issue, I think, is um, f- hurdle for this past the pitchers is the 10-5 rule. I mean, on the pitching side, you've got some really good stuff going. Alex Wood, Alex Cobb, Carlos Rodon especially. Carlos Rodon becomes the best – has, within the last couple hours, become the best pitch, pitcher on the market this year, including Luis Castillo. So Yeah, and it's like how quick can a team put together an offer for Carlos Rodon? Well, I mean, if it's it'll, taking it'll, it'll to... depend how quickly the Cardinals beat the Yankees to Frankie Montas. Oh. Um, we both know what's going to happen, Brandon. I'm sorry. What? They don't have enough pitching already. They have, oh, they know they actually really need a starter. Yeah, I kind of forgot everyone, everyone <laughs> is hurt for them. Yeah, no, you don't want Andre, Andre Pite. Palente, Payente, um, you don't want him starting game three of the NLDS. That's that's for sure. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Andre Palante, Palante, um, but uh, I don't see it, bud. Yeah, well, anyway, um, in terms of other guys that definitely, like, could still provide value, if you're willing to just blow everything up and not care about your respecting your franchise and like the top players, Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford could both go. You know, those are two guys. They still are able to replace plenty of players at first base and at shortstop. Okay, I'm not sure where they sit necessarily after at this point with this season, but. Jock Peterson's only on a one-year contract? Correct. He's the other guy. Next guy I was going to bring up, um, 30 years old, on with a concussion, but that, again, is only a matter of time before. He'll be okay. Yeah. Him and Carlos Rodon are the guys that everyone's really been pushing on, and they've been the center point, the focus of the conversation around these guys being traded. Evan Longoria won't be traded because, you know, he just he just uh, completed his uh, 14 every 14 days trip to the IL. So. Um, Doing one of you, oh, dude, I feel so bad. It's so upset. Again, this is one of my favorite players like this. Is, I, I say I joke. I laugh so I don't cry. It's just he has had it's been brutal since. Dude, I mean, he was healthy, so he he debuted this year in, like, May, and he's been healthy the whole time. This is his first time on the IL this year. 
he's been he's been fine and then all of a sudden he just he went down and you know this is the start because once you get one injury eh. yeah but brandon this isn't the start this it's the start for this one. year it's the start it's the for first this, of this year. year but this is the start this is the second one of the time i mean well first off can you imagine if his time in Tampa hadn't seen that decline. If he hadn't had that mid-career dip, we'd be talking about this guy very differently. But all of a sudden, he comes back to great form, probably the best of his career last year, goes down, misses basically the entire back half of the season. Now we'll probably miss a bunch of more time in the back half of the season as well as some off the front of the season. And he's performing just as well as he did last year. I mean, almost right down to it. I mean, defensively, it's not the same. But I believe he comes out to maybe two war le- 0.2 war less this year than he did last year over 81 games. So, yeah, I mean, I just he's, – he's playing so well, you can't have these types of injuries happening to the guy. But the point of that was he's not going to be in this conversation, so we shouldn't be keep continue discussing him. Guys like Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, these stalwarts of the, of the team, these 10-5 guys that have that value, are they really going to want to leave after all this time? Like, if I have that no trade, I don't really want – I'm not really interested in taking it for uh, – approving any trades outside of San Francisco. If I have the option to stay here through my contract, I kind of want to do it. Yeah. Um, LJ, you have anything else you want to talk about tonight? Um, it sounds like JD is definitely gone from Boston. Yeah. Conversation. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that's probably – something that we're going to end up be talking about tomorrow because there's going to be a lot of trades tomorrow. Um, Sunday, I feel like, I don't know, just me. No. The market really finally just started today. Yeah, right. Like, like that's, that's what I was going to say. Like the market really started today. We didn't even talk about the Edmundo Sosa to the, to the Phillies trade. That was, you know, just a little bit under the radar, but things are starting to really fall into place. Now teams are, really seeing um, how the market's valuing certain guys. And um, I'm really excited. The news breaks are going to be crazy the next few days. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. We'll see you. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. 
Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.